Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Kato. My name is Hans. I'm Edward. And we are your hosts for now and forevermore. Until one of them one of us becomes a singer apparently and just Oh runs thank away. you, it's, thank you. What was that about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> How are you? I am very well, thank you, Edward. Before we do get into the meat and potatoes, which is an expression oh gosh, that I yeah. totally dislike of Gittle. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to one of the internet's best repositories for gaming, entertainment, technology, and lifestyle. News, reviews, previews, and awesome discussion, all wrapped up in a wonderful geeky... Cake that kills Joffrey Baratheon. Oh. Oh. Yeah. You know that I don't know why that, that's, I, that's on my mind now. Th- I mean, how did he die again? I can't by remember. Well, was it by? He, no, he ate the something. Poison right? was in the cake. Yeah. Was it in the cake? Well, in his like wedding cake. Oh. Yeah. I actually just saw the most amazing video this morning of some lady creating like a bulldog cake. I sent it to you. Yeah. I'm incredible. Okay. It, it's, anyway, it's so so, before before we digress yes. even so, further, uh, Edward <laughs> we broke the record. I think <laughs> again. <laughs> how are you doing this week? I'm actually good. 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 So am I, actually. Okay. Hey, isn't that nice? Yeah, for, for a change. change. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the tiredness is always there, and we've, we've, we've made a behind-the-scenes, like, pinky promise to no longer speak about it. Yeah. But you'll just be able to see it in our eyes We'll just instead. slowly degrade. <laughs> like... <laughs> well, everybody, if you are one of our regular Gettle folk, welcome to Gettle 62, Season 2, Episode 20. If you are new... Welcome, and we hope you enjoy. <laughs> ah, okay. Ed, yes. so, first things first, which is our normal new thing that we do every week now. Our traditional new thing. Our traditional new yeah, yeah. <laughs> The weekly question. <laughs> okay, are yeah. you ready? Mm-hmm. To our wonderful listeners, listen to what I have to say, form your opinion. Once you have it, the moment you have your answer, even while you're listening to this episode, DM us, tweet it, whatever it is you want to do, comment. <laughs> right, Ed, mm. Ed. To binge or watch weekly, does one option rule them all or is there an intermediate solution? Mm. Okay, so the immediate answer is... You are wrong. Is there is only... <laughs> Always binge, yes, but not absolutely. always. So, okay. If that makes sense. So, yes. So, this is why I'm so glad that we can discuss this together. Yeah. So, there was this article from IGN, and they, they wrote this really lengthy piece about the distinction between should something be produced to be binged, as in the Netflix model, whereby the full season drops the Friday, you can watch it whenever you want, how you want, whatever. Yeah. Versus what Disney and HBO and a lot of the traditional cable companies are doing on digital streaming platforms. And that's whereby they'll either release one episode week by week or they'll drop three to entice you in and then week by week until that's, it's done. That's what they've been doing lately. And Look, that's what Apple has been doing. Yeah. Um. So let, let me put it this way. Long before the advent of broadband, broadband internet, because yes, it can be bad at times. It but can really be bad at times, yeah. <laughs> I used to DVR 
all the shows we would watch. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, I would, I would, yes, I would set the DVR up. I would record like I, the ones I remember distinctly was Lost on Mnet. Oh no! And I would then manually, before we watch an episode, go through and cut out all the ads. All right. How? It was just the DVR, just the way that it worked. Just remember, the, remember, this is like so way you before fa- you had a fancy machine. Well, it was uh, okay. Okay, I. I see, I'm thinking VHS tapes. No, 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 no. I, I'm talking about we had a. Oh no, we used to do VHS. So okay, okay, okay. We've always, I've always been lucky enough to have a um, home media center PC. Yeah, yeah. So at the time, you know, we bought capture cards and mm. you plug them in and whatever. And I, oh, I, I would, okay, okay. we would literally watch DSTV and that through the computer yes and then what i would do is that i would obviously manually record all the stuff yeah and then i would go through and I'd cut out all the ads and then sometimes we would just wait until a show was what we thought was completed or was or like five episodes in and then watch, and then watch okay. you know so i've been doing this for as long as i can or not as long as i can remember that's not true i would say for at least 20 years 25 years i've been doing this uh you know so for me, I'm I believe wholeheartedly in the binge model. That's yeah. that's I think that's the way that everything should be, you know, with, with an exception to, yeah, to a certain I, kind of content, which, which I'll speak to you, speak okay. about in a second. Okay. But I just feel that in the specifically now, like if we think of the future and where we're going, and the fact that we live in an age of con of instant consumption, hmm. I no longer feel it is appropriate for companies to dictate how media should be consumed i mean imagine youtube doing that imagine youtube being like you know oh no okay granted youtube's a bit different because you wait you often wait for creators to make content so you're generally waiting week by week anyway it could be the the thing is the content's not serialized you know meaning that it's not like you're waiting to know what's going to happen in the next episode because it's continuing on from the previous one well you know what I mean, though. Like, I mean, like if you're looking at tech reviews and stuff, yes, maybe they'll mention something's no, no, coming, no. but that's not the same. I'm I'm thinking like either Let's Plays or <clears throat> like um, I'm watching a, dra- a Dungeon Dragon show called Critical Role. That's episodic. Ah, um, but so. now you see now again that's that's different because mm. that pertains to the content. Like for example, a streamer recording themselves, you can't expect them to be constantly, to, to be consistently yeah. doing that. Like they have to yeah. do other things or play other games. So. That's a little bit different. I mean, yeah. what we're specifically talking about is content that is completely pre-planned, mm-hmm. pre-produced, and made to be a singular whole, mm-hmm. meaning an, a show of 10 episodes. Yeah. You know? Handmaid's Tale or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yes. In- anything anything to, the, yeah. to that effect. And so I believe it should be binge-worthy for almost everything. The only thing, the only thing mm-hmm. I would say maybe could be out of the realm of instant binge from the moment that it's ready mm-hmm. is reality TV. It would be the only yeah. thing that I would. Uh, yeah. Also, also because a lot of the times, like like The Circle that I mentioned mm-hmm. a few weeks back, which mm-hmm. was uh, it's a great show, it's a great show. There is audience participation to a degree. And the thing is, if you have audience participation, it's not possible to do a full binge of like, 10 episodes at once because then how does the audience participate but in saying that though okay i've been watching ink master now it's recently been cancelled because drama whatever red politics <laughs> um which all also had audience participation in in the mid-season finales yes. and stuff um but i've been watching the 
it back. Like I, I already watched the first eight seasons. Well, the first seven seasons. It's eight. Eight. It's the last. Mm-hmm. Um, and in watching them back, you don't care about that kind of thing. It's just skip go to the next episode yes yes so it but, depends also on but the you time see that would there. be see that's a, like a retrospect thing you yeah know, specifically what i'm talking about is um like in the circle what they did is is they were like like we're, first watch yeah we're, we're gonna yes first watch first watch yeah. i mean if you watched it off the show had finished ended oh of course there's no audience participation for you yeah which is what i did hmm. you know but what i mean is like if a show does have that where they're like okay next week's episode we want you to tell us who you think is blah 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 text this number yeah you know so yeah th- but again that's also mostly reality tv yes do you know what i mean yeah it is it's exactly you know? what it is. so so e- even if you're able to binge watch the show later because you missed the original airing mm. it still it still would it still works better as a week by week release because then you can participate yes yeah. whereas things like what well, like what disney's doing with loki mm-hmm. how they've released they're, they're literally releasing an episode week by week mm-hmm and how, you know, you look at that and you're a bit like, well, I mean, <clears throat> I suppose that can work, but there are also many times where it doesn't work. Yeah. And there is one very particular show that I recently watched that I actually do want to review for Gettle. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting to bring it up so soon, but I hope you don't mind. We'll just lead straight into it. Sure. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> and this is, uh, do you want to add anything else quickly before we... I just wanted to, um, in mentioning Loki now on Disney+. Yes. Plus. I will say, after having binged uh, WandaVision, I feel like that kind of show also works well with Weekly. You, you see, I would agree with that. So, mm. uh, we waited for WandaVision to finish. Yes. And then we binged it. And yes. I realized that that could have been week by week. It could But have. do you want to know why? And this is a discussion we've had before. Why? It's serial versus procedural. But even then, it still has the arc. It's it's too minimal. So oh. remember, remember the last time we discussed this, and I mentioned it's very much like CSI. Yes. So yes, every episode is self-contained. Oh, but sure, there is some yeah, but that's like uh, but way. but it, but it's 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 that kind of a thing that is best suited to week by week, because yeah, because it's, it's it's ninety percent self-contained. Yes. And like ten percent. It's not something around. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like like twenty four. Oh man, do you know how amazing it would be to binge twenty four? I know how amazing it is, Binge 24. <laughs> Look, anyway, overall, yeah. though, and I know you, you feel the same way, mm. Binge is where it's at. Yes. For, you know, for most stuff. Yeah, this whole thing of, of making people wait and so on and so forth. It sucks. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Yeah. It's not great, yeah. you know? At least that's how it feels. Yeah. And now leading into the review of, of, a, mm. of a show that I wasn't going to speak about so quickly, but I want to, is... Where things work and don't work for binge versus uh, week by week, mm-hmm. right? And I recently watched The Mayor of East Town mm. on HBO, and it's a, it's a, I would I would say it's a good show. Um, it's very much a whodunit, and it stars Kate Winslet in the leading role, and she is, she is incredible. She needs to get a Golden Globe or something for this role because her range is just phenomenal now relating back to the question that we started Gettle off with the reason why i specifically want to mention this show is because the first episode mm. was so boring <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. so so 
Mayor of Easttown released week by week. Yeah. Okay. It follows the HBO model. You know, even though it's digital HBO Max, they still release week by week and goes on and goes on and goes on. But my gosh, let me tell you, if I had watched that first episode without the second episode as a follow-up, I probably wouldn't have carried on. And you know that's happened to me before. I'm sure if if you recall, I have mentioned this as well. Game of Thrones did that to me. I remember watching the original episode and thinking, oh, this is not that great. This is so boring, you know, whatever, whatever. And then I think it was like a year and a half later after everybody was raving about how good Game of Thrones was, we went back and then watched the first season in a binge. And that's because, in my personal opinion anyway, Game of Thrones has about a three-episode... Like, you've got to watch those first three, otherwise you're really going to lose interest because there was so much set-up back in the day. To me, that was Breaking Bad. Ah. But but you get what I'm saying, though. You know? So... uh, there is a, an argument to be had on the, the show and its and its content. Yeah. You know, in this kind of a situation where we're talking about Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones and now Mayor of Easttown, mm-hmm. these honestly are better suited to being binged. It's, yeah. it's specifically because Mayor of Easttown is a whodunit, um, whereby there's stuff happening and you're like, who is it? What's going on? And if memory serves, episode two has a huge, like, Boom, 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 revelation right at the end before Scooby it ends. And you're, like, <laughs> and you're like, I need, we need to watch the next one. And okay. and and then almost every episode thereafter had mm. a little bit of a, oh, we're going to drop, we're going to drop, we're going to drop. And it just keeps you going. It keeps you wanting to watch. See, so th- that's where the, I would say the Apple thing maybe comes, comes good oh, in Oh, I still don't like the Apple thing. So I know who I, but I think like they do the smart thing of dropping one or two episodes, uh, two or three episodes. Um for for like maybe the first episode is slow mm. and then the second one is like hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas HBO just one, one, so one. Th- there is another argument to be had, but the mm. reason why, not HBO because HBO has a lot of content, mm-hmm. but the reason why Apple and Disney are doing this is mm. because they don't have much content since Perhaps. they're still so new. Yeah, you know. Now with that in mind, before I get derailed too far off of the mayor of East Town that yeah. I want that I'm speaking about, um, as I mentioned before, it is a who done it. And if you come from a small town, namely like Benoni, Boxburg, Brackpan, actually, you will very much relate to Mayor of East. <laughs> okay. As a local, <laughs> I'm automatically thinking the worst things about why you would re- relate. Not like, not, not in terms of crime or whatever, but in terms of the no, kinds no. of people Edward, in the you town. are spot on. Okay. This is exactly... Okay, okay so, so Mayor of East Town, it's, it's a show about... This woman called May, uh-huh. which is weird, weird That's interesting. That's weird, no, yeah. the, 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 the title has a bit of like a double, because, you know, May of Eastland is like a May, like a, like a, horse. a horse, you know, because, yeah. you, you know, she's she's enigmatic, she's powerful, she's strong. But then again, that also relates to May, the character. Um, Named Mare. Well, she has a full name. Like I've just forgotten what it Mary is. Mary or whatever. Something, yeah. something like yeah. that. But, but Mare is her like nickname, right? Uh-huh. And she is this detective in this tiny little town called Easttown. And everybody knows everybody. Everybody's in everybody's business. I love Every, that. Everybody is, is like there's incest and there's, you know, this is what I'm talking about. It's that so small. It's like a southern town. It's, it's that small town syndrome. Like, like we know because we live in small towns. You know, yeah. everybody knows everybody. Nobody knows every, you know, like one little thing happens to one person. The whole town knows already. So mm. it's that kind of a situation that the whole show revolves around mm. and how mayor's life is messy. 
you know, her husband who left her and lives next door, <laughs> for example. <laughs> and she still lives. You're with... making this sound very good. <laughs> no, it's it's it, it, it's it's excellent. It's a very very good show. Okay. It's a very very good show. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this to say that it's bad. I'm saying this because the the setting is so unique and yeah. unlike what you normally would see on television. Yeah. And this whole like small town incestuous feel is it works really well in Mare of East Easttown. Okay. And there's the, the reason why it all plays in together is because a lot of the youth mm. in Easttown they they fall by the wayside. You know, even though they might be good at school, maybe they fall pregnant too young and then because they fall pregnant, that they need money, so then they they turn to prostitution or to drugs, or you know. So the town has a lot of issues like that. It, it's a dark town. It's like Brackpan, yeah. Okay, or, or Springs is in South Africa. If you're listening to this from a South African perspective, <laughs> sorry to judge and, you guys. And but... there are a lot of intermingling storylines throughout. Mm. You know, the the main one of which is a murder mystery, mm. but then of course it's also another mystery with girls who are going missing. And of course, I'm not going to spoil it or anything. But the show does have very, um, what moments, you know, where you're like, oh, I didn't expect that. And also very Games of Thrones in the sense of they're not afraid to do away with Everyone's characters. Everyone's conniving. <laughs> and, okay, okay. Look, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a decent show. It yeah. keeps you guessing. It keeps you wanting to watch more. It's not perfect. You know, there are a few moments where like, you'll watch and you're like, that's a little OTT, mm. you know, but, 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 but they're slight. They're mm. slight. And honestly... Kate Winslet just does such a phenomenal role of keeping it all together. She's really just an incredible actress. And she alone, I mean, for her performance in this, it's well worth watching. Yeah. That's honestly. C- that's honestly. Cool. I haven't seen her in, in a recent project at all. So I mean, I can't actually remember the last one that I saw her in. I mean, I, I know I keep, everybody knows from Rose from Titanic. That's she could I'm, have saved Jack. Okay, that's all we can say. It's about. still very painful. <laughs> a um, touchy subject. A, a nice little throwback to I think it was either last week or the previous week's episode uh, to check out that that Titanic demo that we spoke oh, about. Yes, yeah, that VR demo. Uh, that thing. VR demo thing, yeah, mm-hmm. was really really cool. Now with 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 games, yeah. yeah. Um, for those of you who do follow, now we we generally tend to stay away from news very much on Gettle. mostly. But this is not necessarily news. This is just a, like one of the biggest moments that we that Edward and I thought. From E3 2021. Um, so we're going to now go into some gaming discussion. Hey, Eduardo. Yes, for a change. For a change. We don't have a lot of that well, I mean, I mean, we've been doing a lot of reviews, I suppose. Yeah. But we haven't had a lot of actual... I mean, because... And nothing's happening except for reviews. No, it's not that. Like, it's, it's also only games. news. Like, I mean, if we talk about something, it's fleeting and it goes away. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This... Although technically news, as a, okay, for those of you who don't know, and um, for those of you who have been listening for a long time, you will know, Ed and I have moved away from being a news-based organization, whether on Vamers or Gettle, to talking about things that we'd like to think are timeless. Now, although this E3 2021 wrap-up might not be timeless, the fact that these surprises happened is timeless. Yes, the, I want to say the, the surprises are timeless. The, yeah, the surprises are yeah. timeless, you know, of which... My personal favorite was Avatar. See, uh, to me, I thought you would. <laughs> your personal favorite was the, was the Jack Sparrow one. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so so the 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 is it five or six? One, two, five. It's five. The five surprises, and we'll we'll just I'm just gonna label them quickly, yeah, and yeah. then we can talk through them, right? Mm-hmm. 
is the fact that the that Ubisoft announced Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Pandora. And then, of course, there was Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. Then Jack Sparrow coming to Sea of Thieves. Then there was Metroid Dread. And lastly, Starfield from Bethesda. Yeah. Okay. So, now with those in mind, for me, Avatar was the big one. And this was purely because of all of the other announcements, with the exception of... I mean, no, people knew that there was... People assumed Metroid was coming. Actually, I'd say, with the exception of Jack Sparrow, yeah, no one... And no one anticipated those two. No one saw a Sea of Thieves collaboration with Disney or an Avatar collaboration with um, Ubisoft in the works. See, on, on the other end, it's sure, no one expected those two. Um, but the reason I think the other three are also big is because people didn't think they would get release dates for these. The people didn't mm. think we'd get more inf- as much info as we did about the rest. I suppose that's because true. Because all of a sudden, like we just got dumps, Look, info dumps. The, of the Elden Ring one, I can agree with because I know that people have been going haywire online to know what this George R. R. Martin and what's from that? software and from software collaboration is all about. Yeah. So that one I get. Yeah. Like I, I get why, but 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 we all knew that there was something Elden Ring related at some point would have come out. Do you know See, what I'm saying? But we assumed like <laughs> two years on at least. Anyway, it, it was it was to me Elden Ring was the big one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because obviously I'm souls like uh, obsessed. <laughs> I, I, obsessed. Yeah, that's the word. I, I will um, admit of the ones we mentioned, the Metroid Dread one is the least. Yes. One, the one that I'm least interested yeah, in. Yeah, it's just like oh, cool surprise. Like, sorry, not sorry. I'm not that big of a Nintendo fan. Yeah, to, to be fair, you know, that's the same. It, everybody went crazy about it though. Yeah, of course they were. <laughs> of course they were. Metroid is is same as Iran is 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 classic. Yes, but she's legendary. Yes, yes, but to me, she has the least. Um, Gravitas. There we go. Of, of, the, of the others, um, I also I'm not too big of of a fan of the Jack Sparrow thing, but I know it made waves. Well, the the reason why it's cool is because mm. as as somebody who has thoroughly enjoyed Sea of Thieves in the past, yeah, the game sorely needs a good campaign. Yes, mm. there are tall tales that can be done in that, but the overall gameplay is very challenging it's mm. not an easy game to play mm. es- especially when you have other pirates who come along and plunder your gold that you've worked hours for, for to try and get like griefing you know you. griefing is still bad in cfds yeah. I, I must i must say it's one thing that i like the least about it now mm. with this add-on mm. this pirates a pirate the caribbean or a oh, parasite there we go yeah. thank you thank you it's a actual full-on campaign yeah, story. Yeah, it's like an expansion type story. This yes. Yeah. And that makes me very excited because mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves itself as a title, in terms of the way the game looks and the way it plays and the world, mm-hmm. it needs this. It yeah. it will thrive off this. It'll give it something that I feel it's been lacking since release. Yeah. You know, and I personally am quite excited to dive in. Uh, I know that it's already available. Yeah, it's pretty much <laughs> lost this week. It was yeah, but it was yeah. a week after it was announced. Basically. Um, so uh, what I like about this announcement, as as it's not up there for me, but what I do like about this Jack Barrett thing is the fact that it shows that both Xbox and Disney are willing to work together. You can say that that again. opens the floodgates to what we might see uh, either in more Sea of Thieves or more other games. But hold on, hold on, you're forgetting. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, don't forget. There is an Indiana Jones partnership. 
And you know that that studio. I actually did forget. Do you know that that studio is an Xbox, an Xbox studio now? Hey, isn't it IO? Actually, I'm not sure. No, IO is a different one. IO is a different one. The 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 Indiana Jones one is being made by an Xbox exclusive studio, and now people are wondering, mm. is it going? Yes, I remember yes, now. And everyone's wondering, is it going to be an Xbox exclusive now? Probably. Well, no, not necessarily. Not necessarily. We don't know because I, I imagine Disney would want it to be cross-platform well, at the very least. Well, let me put it this way: Starfield is an Xbox exclusive. Yes, ah, yeah. uh, but now, but Starfield's not Disney. So, so we, we will speak about Starfield okay. in a second. So, what I mean by the Disney thing is, I do believe what mm. you're saying mm. about the collaboration could hold some weight. Yeah, because maybe, maybe because of the talks they had with Indiana Jones, that could have led to. Jack Sparrow and Sea of Thieves. And maybe. who knows? Maybe this will lead to more Star Wars. Or, 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 sorry, hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, wait, sorry. It's it's the Mando game that's exclusive. Not the... the uh, listen, you know what? There's so much stuff happening and I'm getting yeah, confused now. We're, they, we're, we're getting look, confused. There, there are two games at the moment from Disney that are being made. Yes. It's Indiana Jones and it's also The Mandalorian. Yeah. And my understanding is one of those mm. is with I.O., the and Indiana the, Jones is by it. And then the other one, the Mando game, that is, by an, is by an Xbox exclusive studio. Mm. You see? Mm. Anyway, we'll, 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 maybe we'll clarify that later, Sergio. Well, yeah, I'll can Google. It, uh, it's, 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 <laughs> the thing is, so many stuff has happened, especially yes, now. It's now, all at now, once. Were you mentioning Starfield? I'm glad yeah. that you did. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of controversy around the release, that w- the trailer that was shown. I understood it. As being in-game footage because it literally says, it says in engine footage. alpha footage. Yeah. Now I don't know what that means if that doesn't mean that that's in the game. game. It was shot in game. Now there were a lot of people online who were like, uh Microsoft always does this and does that." Yeah, and it doesn't look like in-game footage. And then as it's because it was really good, yeah, by the way. It's and beautiful. then just so, it just so happens that one of the artists who actually worked on it um, on his profile he mentioned how. There was no cinematic tools used, and it's literal in-game footage. It was literally footage just with a cinematic of camera playing the game, yeah. and then someone re- uh, recording, obviously screen capping it. Correct. And then just Correct. cut it so beautifully that it actually looked nice. Yes. Anyway, so that that yeah. That's, what E three twenty twenty one wrap up? Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, I mean, look, Wild Road Games, Ed, mm. uh, you recently reviewed two of them. Yeah. Uh, namely, Famicom Detective Club and Near, Near... Near Replicant version 1.2247. Uh, <laughs> okay. Give us, give us the, the down low on these two titles and whether or not they were worth it. Both of them are great. Okay. Uh, yes. Um, I'll begin with Famicom. It's an amazing title. I love visual novels. Uh, I played a good bit of the one before I even started my the pro- writing process. So it, it remakes and remasters the game from the 80s and also gives it an English localization. Now, now the voiceover work is not English at all. It's, it's only Japanese. Um, but then again, 90% of all visual novels are only Japanese anyway, um, no matter where you buy them from. Or how you play it. Yeah, this is not exactly a anime Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it, it's not a dub. You, you're not going to get dubs for this one. Maybe Science Gate one day, I hope. Anyway. Um, so, what it is, is it's two games that essentially put you in the shoes of a young, a very young detective. Like, the, the second game acts as a prequel. And you learn that he was 15 when all the events happened. And then the actual game takes place three years later so 
He's 18. 18 in the second game. Yeah. And uh, they don't say what, what his age is in the first game, but it I don't believe these cases take place long after each other. So you're very young. And the point is just to go about and solve some cases. The first one is called The Missing Heir, which is all about this... Uh, the Ayashiro family, if I recall correctly, um, mm-hmm. of the mistress who, who, who died. Now, the butler says it was, he suspects foul play. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. <laughs> um, and then the second one is the girl who stands behind. Now, this basically tells the tale of how you how you as a, as a protagonist became the detective on the, working on the case. And it also has a lot of horror elements to it. Now, now none of the games have like uh, jump scares because it's visual novels. So mm. it's, it's a slow burn game. You're going to spend a good 10 to 15 hours on each. Um, but it's amazing to see, uh, or, or rather the, the writing especially, is, is so well done. Uh, how it intertwines with the horror elements. How they how they attempt to, to capture the imagination. Um, very few books have been able to do this for me. And See, that's so interesting to me. You know, when you say books but yeah. it's obviously visual novel so yeah it's a it's a interactive book right that essentially like easiest... it's just got animated guys on the screen in very um man, very basic ways okay. with text on the screen and then you read and you hear some japanese and you read some more and you click and you read some more that's what it is uh it's it's great games um i won't say they're exceptional okay uh because Steins Gate. Uh, I've played better. Okay, I've played better visual novels. <laughs> Just putting it out there. Yes. Like, yeah. Um, and then secondly, I also played. Well, I also reviewed Near Replicant version one point two two four seven seven something something. My my. And I, I'm going to throw this out before everybody even continues talking. Yeah. He threw in the most wonderful tidbit in his review about how that number actually resolves to one point five, making the game. Near Replicant one and a half versus it being a sequel yes. or a prequel. Yeah. Or, no, no, I love that. The reason why I got to that little tidbit in the first place is because this... Okay, so it's it's marketed as a remake of the original game, which was Near or uh, Near... I forgot. <laughs> there were two two versions of the original game, okay? The one English audience got was just Near, And this is... A remake of that game, mm. but it's not. It, it's 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 a completely it's a remake plus extra. Oh, if that, <laughs> it's a completely new story with a completely new protagonist. Now it retains some of the story of the original one, but it's done in. I would say the closest alternative, the closest example would be the recent Final Fantasy 7 remake which was completely redone. Oh yes, yes. Um but also not because it still has some of the same story and then it has completely new story going into completely new stuff, new characters even. Um and then I went and said okay so what is this actually? And I found out on Reddit thanks to some smart Reddit commenter that yeah, 1.2 <laughs> is the square root of 1.5. And that's just phenomenal, in my opinion. Uh, it's smart from the developers to do this. Anyway, um, the game is... It's great. It's a good game. It, it, it's a classic RPG. You won't find any brand new modern gameplay elements in this. Um, it's it's not 
a modern RPG. So it's not like Persona or not mm, like mm. not like Final Fantasy. Um, so it's 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 old. You can feel it's a little bit dated. But they do not. They did not bring the the combat back from the first game either. They actually asked the, the, the I think it was Platinum, the developers of the second Nier game, Nier Automata, to help them with the combat in this cool. one. Because yeah, Nier cool, Automata yeah. is superior yeah. in each and every way. Uh, so they were like, please, can you just bring the games in line? And they tried. Uh, it's still very old. You can see it's dated, but it's such an amazing RPG. There's a reason why people revere the Nier games. I did not know this until I played a little bit of Automata. <laughs> now that I've played Replicant completely, I want to play Automata completely. Oh. So, yeah, it's it's such a good You're game. now a fan. It's I am a fan. A fan. <laughs> uh, kind of like how Persona 4 made me a fan of Persona. Okay. Because I never got, got the hype. This made me a fan of Nier. Yeah. Right. Now, before I break my iPad even yes, further. <laughs> I, I, I got a little <laughs> over there. My, my, my... Edward, tell me. Yes. So, we're meat lovers, naturally. Yes. Uh, South Africans mostly are. If it's your choice not to be, for shame. But where, <laughs> where I'm going with this is, is I see you, you found something about, and I quote, grilling the perfect steak. Yes. So, let me tell you something. Aha. Uh-huh. Did you know meat scientists is a thing? <laughs> well, okay, hold on, hold on. I know that I would like to think that yes, because of cellular agriculture. Okay, so because we've spoken sure, about eating ourselves in our true. own meat in the past, and you yes, know that like cellular not agriculture, quite ourselves, but yes. Well, I wouldn't mind doing that either. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> get all the bad bits. Um, so, okay, okay, but I, I have to then assume mm. that a cellular agricultural scientist would be different. Ever so slightly to, an to actual a meat, meat scientist. scientist. Yeah, so meat scientists, they are devoted to produced, to how meat is produced, prepared, and preserved. I love it. I love that's, it. That's love basically it. just saying the brine No, it's not, it's not it the is, same. Do you know what this is making me think of, right? Well, so you know, and yeah. I, have, I don't think we've mentioned it in Gettle yet, but I have been on a Wagyu binge, a Wagyu mm. beef binge, for a while now mm-hmm. and i've ordered from like four or five different places to try and find the, perfect the best wagyu. wagyu and i think i have but i'm going to save that for a future episode whereby a review I, no, I need to double check it because mm-hmm. i've ordered i've ordered from multiple places mm-hmm. and this one specific place that i'm speaking about i have had mixed results with their biltong and okay. it's, it saddens me a little bit because they're also the best wagyu biltong they I've might ever had. be sourcing from different so so this is the thing i need to at least order one more time mm-hmm. just to double check if the for science well for science (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i just want to make i want to see the consistency you know yeah more than anything else before i recommend them that's really what i'm getting at whereas the other ones that i've ordered from i wouldn't recommend just purely from a i've not tasted better wagyu biltong and i know Mm. where the better one is also not all wagyu burros or wagyu beef patties are made the same of course not um so i also know where to avoid and where to where to buy from but i'll get to that in a future episode. Well, in so saying, Hans, um, it might you might not recommend them, but they <laughs> might still be some of the t- top in the country, you know. Oh, but you know, so I, I, I don't want to give the names and stuff to the no, companies no, away, but, but, but like, but like, buy us some bucks. <laughs> I, I bought beef wagyu beef patties from two separate places, yeah, yeah. right, and these are the two that I can specifically remember, mm. and the one was 
oh, it just melts. It just melted in your mouth. Anyone, anyone who's had Wagyu, specifically Kobe, let me just get to the difference quickly in case somebody might not know. Wagyu is Japanese beef. And that can also mean the strain of Japanese beef. So, like, we have Wagyu cows in South Africa, and they obviously have been vetted by the Wagyu Council in Japan or whatever. You see, all this is relates to meat science. Anyway, um, I, that's why I think <laughs> so. So, Wagyu means Japanese beef, but specifically fatty Japanese beef. You know, so they have those wonderful, beautiful striations within the meat, and oh, when it goes on the tongue, it just melts, and oh, it's just, it's so good. Now, Kobe beef, on the other hand, is Wagyu, but a uniquely specific strain, if you want to call it that, or genetic strain that is located only in the Kobe prefecture. And those cows are the ones that are fed like beer and they are massage. The and and let, let me tell you, Edward, when I traveled to Japan the year before last with um, my cousin, oh, just thinking about it is making my mouth those water. Those are the ones you get the certificates for. So because you, so you do get certification for normal wagyu as well. Oh, okay. But Kobe wagyu because can only be had and bought and eaten in the Kobe prefecture. You see, I, I remember when my dad went to Japan, he bought the certificate back because um for for he went for business and in the meeting, they were all having wagyu steak, mm. and he got a literal certificate of the the name of the cow yep. he was eating. Or the sorry the yeah the yeah, cow yeah, yeah. the cow he was eating what t- what how old she was um what what she's been fed her entire life what music she's been listened to yeah. like <laughs> a, a, an in depth ass certificate I guess that's Kobe listen listen yes that's Kobe oh. that would be Kobe okay. so you know I know there's this whole movement towards meat free or ethical meat sourcing and yeah. let me tell you if you want to see an ethically treated cow oh. Go to Kobe. Yes, I've okay. seen the videos. <laughs> because it's literally they, they massage the them. They yes. feed them beer. They let them listen to certain music, as mm-hmm. you were saying. You know, they they are so well looked after. Mm. And for good reason. Because when you've had Kobe beef, Edward, when you have had meat that literally melts on... I, 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 I kid you not. It melts on your tongue. Nothing compares. <laughs> and it melts on your tongue because it's fatty. Yes. And now yes. let me tell you that... Flavor is mostly related to fat. Oh. Now, yeah, I didn't oh, know this. No. I thought it's in the meat itself as well. well. But that makes sense. Did you want to know why? Why? So I've always been a fan of fillet, right? Mm-hmm. And for years and years and years, my family always like, no, you must have rump or sirloin. They're tasty. No. But oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Filet superior. Ah, but the thing is, I don't know if you've noticed, mm. fillet doesn't really have a taste. But go and eat a rump and you know you're eating a rump yes. because it has, a, and what's the difference? Rump has a thick layer of fat on the back. Mm. Ah, That's isn't true. that interesting? Because yeah. it just made me think about. It. Okay, anyway, anyway, listen, y'all, wag your beef. The the fattier it you is, can try it, I, yeah. I literally have a uh, a platinum rump wagyu in the fridge, which I'm waiting to <laughs> waiting to cook. I don't know why I, have, I haven't done it yet. Over the weekend. Oh, I'll see. Maybe I'll yeah. think about it. Prepare yourself some platinum rump <laughs> wagyu. Um, so yeah, but that's right. super interesting. Yeah. So, so that would make sense as to why wagyu so revered. Or that's Kobe. exactly it yeah. because the amount of marbling and composition of fatty acid ah, subunits. There we go. That's directly what influences the the the, 
raw potential flavor of well, a piece of it, You had the bultong that I uh, yes. bought the other day. Yeah. And what were your first impressions? It was great. Like, I don't eat a lot of bultong, to be fair. Okay. But it was but, lovely. But you, because I gave you the dry balls and I gave you the... Yes. Uh, yeah. And you, uh, I prefer the bultong. I know, but but I still remember your expression when you ate the dry balls for the first time. Oh, it was nice. Edward was like, oh, this is lovely. It was lovely. Oh, this is so lovely. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Yeah. But to be fair, <laughs> it was very... Should very have nice. served your reaction for Gerald, but anyway. Yeah, maybe you should have. Like, do some mukbang on camera here. And yeah, so what I found is that the Smithsonian went oh. and smoked to a bu- spoke to a bunch of meat scientists. It sounds so weird to say this. <laughs> And what they found is, according to the meat scientists, yes. that their cooking meat accomplishes two things, obviously. So, the heat of the grill breaks the fatty acids into smaller molecules that spur the aroma. No wonder meat smells so good in the grill. Okay. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, obviously, aroma is half the taste. Yes. We, we all know this. Oh, it's like because, 70% of, yes. your, of taste is smell. So, it's even more of it. Uh, Which is why you all better stay away from COVID. Anyway. Yes. Okay. If you can't smell something or taste... If you think you have COVID, just go eat some chili. Just do yourself a favor and eat some chili. Um, the second... Oh, and the second is brownie. Now, that's basically how it looks. Ah, okay. After you... Now, it's actually called... It's actually a process called Maillard reaction. The Maillard reaction? Yes, that's what it's called. I guess a bry master somewhere in Australia... Who knew? ...was named Maillard. Maillard, yeah. It was yeah. all like... Or maybe it was French. Maillard... Now, it is a process in which the amino acids and traces of sugars in the meat react at high temperatures. Now, I guess this is obvious. If you cook something, they react. Now, the most important of the molecules, however, are called pyridines and furans. Now, these contribute to the roasty, nutty flavors that steak aficionados. Are you serious? (laughs) <laughs> yes, I did not know this. Okay. I went and googled. So there are entire subreddits where people just you know what this sounds like. This sounds steak. as pretentious it as sounds wine so years, You know, yes, where, where they're all like, you know, they go around. They're like, oh, I smell plum and and fig leaves. And I'm like, it tastes like wine. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> wine. It's I'm going to show you great. how uncultured I am. <laughs> <laughs> just get let, let me drink it. You know, you know, but you know what? You know what? You know what? I agree that things like this are real of course because like how i can taste certain notes in coffee yeah you know pretty much some people can't yes so yeah each to your own yeah do you boo if you have the <laughs> the mouth to to realize the differences in your steak nuttiness then i take take my hat off to you well I, mean. I would want somebody like that in my life to yeah. cook me the perfect steak oh gosh hey? now now speaking of cooking um in order to cook them perfectly, according to these meat scientists, if you have a thin steak, yeah. they recommend cranking the grill like as hot as you can, but leaving the lid open. Okay. Now, the reason for this, this is to sear both sides, okay? But you, you have to take it off, or you have to flip it at about 70% of the cook. But not judging the 70% is the, the that's, issue. That's where the, the experience comes in. Because they they can't tell you how it is. I, I've seen, with that said, I've seen people like have these prods that they put do into you know the state. Do you know how amazing those, do you know that you have Bluetooth enabled ones? Pro, can can you prods. tell I've gone down the rabbit hole of See, cooking meat? Yeah, apparently you're, you're a, a budding meat scientist, Hans. Now for the thicker steaks, it's exactly the opposite. 
you cook them at a moderate grill, mm. but you, you can leave the lid closed in order to smoke it more. Do you know, why, more. Do you know why? Why? Because if you if you have it too hot, yeah. it'll actually burn the outside before That's it starts it. cooking. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Uh, you see, <laughs> doesn't know what a meat scientist is. He's a meat scientist. Uh, <laughs> Tell me you're a meat scientist without telling Tell me you. you're a meat scientist. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, just uh, I'll move on in a second, but just a quick, a quick one that I also found. You know those ads that you get from steakhouses like Spur or whatever. Oh, it looks amazing. Where they have this thick ass steak yes, on the grill yes, yes. with the flame everywhere. <laughs> that will actually result in the worst possible steak ever. Yeah, I can believe that. Yeah. So what they actually do is they do cook them like that at first, but they go through a second step yes. in the process by just quickly throwing it on the grill. Yeah, but you know what that is, though? What? It's purely for taste. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so it's, so, it's, so the, the flames, they get that flame grill taste, yeah. and then they move it off to get cooked properly. Quickly, yeah. yes. And yeah, then yeah. they cook them in, the, in an oven. I don't know why I know these things, but I know these things. Because meat scientists. <laughs> no. Well, yes. <laughs> um, also, there's the most phenomenal YouTube channel called Guga Foods. Yeah. Um, I might link to them in the show notes. And if you want to go and see like the most incredible, I, I don't want to say meat scientist stuff, but the most incredible like concoctions with meat, mm. like the things that they do, like like you'll dry age a steak for like a hundred days and then eat it. It's just... That sounds bad. Yeah, it was. But okay. what, 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 <laughs> I mean, what I mean is like he does all of these really cool things to do with meat and he talks about how they should be cooked and how they shouldn't and... He's a big fan of Wagyu. So, yeah. Anyway, Everything's done Now y'all know where my cravings came from and why Makes I had sense. to. <laughs> like I started playing. Okay, before we move on though, yeah. um, because we've been doing a lot of actual talking and the whole the whole point of this was grilling the perfect steak. Yeah, so, it was just so, cooking. So, it so, so give us the, 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 quick, the, the quick crib notes version of if it's a thin steak, it's just quick, quick, 70%, right? Quick, lid open. Quick, lid open. Yes. If it's a thicker steak, One moderate heat, with and you can leave the cover on to make it smoky if you want. Yes. Ah, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I feel like I just I knew this though. It's but it's maybe kind for of those of you who don't, like <laughs> all the dads listening to this will, like, <laughs> of course. <laughs> also, something I must I must note. Yeah. Okay. Is when you're busy cooking steak and that. Yeah. Take it off well before it's done. Yes. Well before. Yeah. Because it will still continue cooking in the plate after you removed it from the yeah, grill because the fats and the yes. oils on the steak it, correct it stays hot so so if you're cooking medium rare and you see it's already at rare yeah, take, it, take off it off because it will cook to medium rare if you want medium cook it just as it goes past medium rare and take it off because yeah. it'll, it'll cook through to medium and if you cook it anything past that you don't well yeah steak. if you do anything past that i don't know why you're eating meat just yeah. stop <laughs> because <laughs> just have some bark <laughs> Um, now, you know, meat is amazing. Edward yeah. and I love meat. And we all know that meats are staples of family. Well, I don't want to say meat is a staple of a family. But the brying experience of a South African is a staple family tradition, right? I suppose so. I mean, it is. I mean, if you're South African and you don't bry, do you even South African? <laughs> I bry occasionally. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, we have to bry, but people around us bry, right? Okay, and you good. go that's to bry. It's like, I don't bry. I have somebody bry I bry, bry by me. affiliation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, you know, it's, it's a family thing. And so mm-hmm. this one, this is going to lead me into a new movie that I watched called Nobody. Not to be confused with other films like Mr. Nobody, which I ended up calling the film initially. See, I thought that it's was not, not in the same. No, it's not. It's a totally... It's it, The film is just called Nobody. Okay. 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 Now, John Wick vibes. That's 
all I have to say. Like, if you if you enjoyed Jock Week, John Wick, Jock Week, <laughs> the, 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 the unofficial the, sequel, the, the B version. <laughs> if if you enjoy John Wick films, Keanu, badass, avenging his dog, specifically the first film because I thought that the second and third were a bit weak, but specifically the first one, you will enjoy Nobody. So the film stars um, Ben Odenkirk from Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Right, and also um, that lawyer, that Better lawyer series, Soul. pretty cool. Which yeah, is a Better Call Saul. Yes, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you. He is fantastic in the role. Yeah. Let me tell you, I didn't, th- I never knew that Odenkirk had the, what the acting. Oh no, that sounds, that sounds terrible. But I never pictured They're him in the role dead. of an action hero. You know. The thing is, we all know him as a comedy actor. Yes. He started life as a as a stand up, and. And a little bit more serious in in in, in Breaking Bad yes. than in Better Call Saul, of course, yes. but with some humor. But even then, he was the humor guy. Yes. yes, and and I have not seen nobody, to be fair, but it looks phenomenal. Like he punches people <laughs> through things. Look, look, nobody. It's it's a great film. So we went in having knowing knowing nothing about it, mm. other than the fact that it's just some guy who is considered nobody, but is obviously not a nobody. He's right? slamming. So we actually watched this after Tenet, which I'm going to get to later on in, in this in this thing. And the reason why is because I wasn't too enamored with that first film. So when we watched Nobody, it was like, whoa, this is so good. Uh, suddenly your expectations <laughs> went like this. Because like, <laughs> we, we were just like, oh, it can't be any worse. That explains. <laughs> okay, so you might be biased. Oh, hold on. Okay, wait, wait, wait. so... Um, it's it's a it's a great film. It's just about this this man who seems to live a very ordinary life, and the film does such a great job of showcasing just how mundane and ordinary his life is. And you know, you watch this and you're like, "That's like my life," you know, which is already <laughs> it's nobody, it's nobody, no, but, but it's, it's, it's everybody's exactly. And, it's and like because it's everybody's, like... you're nobody because yes. if, if if you fit into the, the role of of being. Of your normal nine to five, you don't do anything out of the ordinary. Mm. You're nothing really special, so therefore you're not memorable. It makes you a really good spy, okay, or hitman, or whatever it is you want to go with. You know, you must live an unassuming life, yeah. Because if you draw attention to yourself and you are in this field of work, it's bad. Yeah, you know, makes sense. Anyway, um, so it's it's just it's it's a great film because it it all it starts off with like his mundane, his boring, normal, blah blah blah, but then he they experience a home invasion. And during this home invasion, um, his son gets involved mm-hmm. and gets hit by one of the, the, the criminals. And you can just see it in Odenkirk's face that mm. he's like snapped and he's ready to just kill. Like just over. And he, then he just, he just stops and he pauses and he's just, he just tells his son to just stop, get back, whatever, whatever. And then naturally the criminals get away and then his son is upset with him. You know, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you fight that? Everybody's like, you're a loser, you know? And then of course the, the, the film progresses and eventually there's a, a scene where, oh, there's actually multiple scenes where you realize this man is anything but a nobody. Mm. And he is as badass as they come. And the film does a wonderful job of revealing this slowly to you, but in such a, great way of oh shit it's nobody <laughs> I, d- I don't want to like give it away but 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 the moment like certainly because like the whole thing he eventually gets embroiled in this thing with the, the the russian mafia naturally of course that's so typical of action films right the Ru- the russians anyway of course um 
And when like people start finding out who he actually is and the fact that they're involved, there's the like these high end criminals start freaking out and like backing away, like you can deal with this on your own. I'm not I'm not getting involved. Very John Wick. Yeah, very John Wick, very John yeah. Wick. And then of course the film does a great job of going through, you know, explaining to us who he is and why he's so revered and blah blah blah. Um and then of course, as awesomely grounded as it begins, it does go very OTT, sort of mid midway towards the end, especially when the Russians finally do their final push, you know, blah blah blah. But overall, yeah, it was a great action movie. And I don't often enjoy I mean, no, I do enjoy action movies. What am I saying? I, ju- I enjoy good movies. You don't enjoy often mindless action. Yes, yeah, thank, thank you. That, that's it. So, like, I wouldn't enjoy Fast and the Furious because yeah. that's just, like, whatever. What's happening? And so, nobody starts off in a very um, not mindless way. Like, mm. it's intriguing. You want to know more. And then eventually, sort of midway, it leads you into the OTT aspect of it all. But by then, I was really invested. Yeah. And I was Keep happy to hopes. I was happy to watch him kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter how extreme or how unbelievable it was, you know. See, and now, nobody two and nobody three will basically just be kick ass. Oh, just like John no, Wick 1, like, uh, 2 and 3. Actually, you know what? It's, I, think, I think you're right. Because no. what I like most about John Wick 1 Actually, one okay. One was just a phenomenal action film. Yep. It was gritty. It was. I, I feel like down to earth is the right term, right? Then I actually enjoyed John Wick two as well because John Wick two explored the um the concept yes. of of you know with the coins and him being that, that yeah. So I really enjoyed that, and then John Wick three just forgot all about that and just made it a generic action film, and that is what bothered me with number three. My big issue with three is that it had a cl- cliff in- ending with. Oh, but you, a you know there's going to be a four and probably a five as well. It's already already been greenlit. Oh my gosh! Look, I want more of this like Illuminati aspect. Yeah, society. just give me one and two. Like yes, like mm. if they had pursued that for three, mm. I probably would be more invested in John Wick now. But as it stands, I'm a bit like, mm. I mean, I'll watch it, but I mean, it's you're going now, very it, fast and the furious. But now, now. knowing that. What would you expect for number two? Like going more into the background? Oh, so nobody. Yes. You mean, oh, oh nobody. Oh. um, Like more like, do you obviously know, I haven't seen it, but I assume they explain why what, he's this badass. What I would like if there was a nobody too. That's actually a very great question, Edward. Huh. I would like more exploration, maybe even a prequel. How did he become the nobody that we know him to be in the first film? Okay. You know, or or maybe, and I, this is a bit cliched, I suppose, but mm. enemies from the past that come back. But then again, nobody comes back from dealing with Mr. Nobody. He comes so, back. And then, so so yeah. Mr. Nobody is always present, but nobody he deals with ever comes back. So Ooh. so I can't say that there would be somebody else. But but I would like to see his origins, maybe. Like an origin story. That's dope. Like how he got into that and, and what made him that way. And what, the, what, did he ha- what did he have to do before he settled down to have a family? Mm. Or rather... In retrospect, that's actually how they should have started it. Maybe. Before where they did start it, which is already him having retired, like John Wick had retired. Yes. Or wanted to retire, whatever. Same gold bullion. Blah, Maybe blah, blah. We'll, f- we'll have a crossover one day. Listen. That's all I'm having I, in my head. I would, I would be up for the fact that nobody was part of that secret society on maybe on some level. Or he knows of them and maybe he has to hunt Wick. But then when he gets to Wick, finds out that Wick is actually out, then they, then they team up. Ooh. Hey? That'll be dope. Okay, anyway. John Wick 5 or Nobody <laughs> now, 2. Do you, do you know no. who, who I would like to think needs a nobody in their life? 
I think I do. Who do you think? Britney Spears. My gosh, Edwin. Poor Britney. Yeah. So, we have not really spoken about Britney on Giddle not a lot. before. Like, we've alluded to her. Yeah, we've said know. we like her stuff. I mean, we want more of your content, Britney. Anyway. Maybe after all this is that. I, I don't... Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hashtag free Britney. And this is super important. Because for the last 13 years, 15 years, we've known that something's not quite right. You know, her appearances have been odd. Her residency in Las Vegas was was great, but also a little bit strange. You know, she's actually disappeared, Frank, quite frankly, for the last two years, except for social media. Yeah, she's All been right? on Instagram. And yeah. that's it. But even then, anyone who pays attention to her Instagram knows it's not her. Yeah. You can tell it's very carefully orchestrated. And we now understand why. So, Brittany is petitioning her conservatorship. Um, it's something she allegedly didn't know she could do and i'm so glad she finally she finally realizes that she can it's very sad that nobody told her beforehand and that she had to solely do all of the work on her own in order to get to this point it's very very sad so what we're getting at and is we will link to it like we mostly always do in our show notes to her recent testimony where she appeals to the judge it's about 23 minutes long and she just drops bomb after bomb after bomb about how she's been treated, how she's been abused, how she's been um, unfairly and overly medicated, how her father is an absolute trash bag of a human being and how he has orchestrated almost all of this, how the rest of her family have no, been nowhere around at all to support her or help her out of the situation, and how her... As a 39 nearly, and she will be 40 towards the end of this year, as far as I understand, lady has lost almost 15 years of her life to other people controlling everything she can do. And when I say everything, I mean, I was appalled to hear how they would even refuse her going to the doctor to take out her UID because she wants to have another child. And they point blank said no. They're not happy with it. Her management doesn't want her to have more children. It's just disgusting. How do you have that much control over someone who, I might add, this testimony completely reveals to be someone who is 100% lucid, clear of thought, and is more than able to look after herself, which therefore begs the question, why on earth is there a conservatorship? I mean, she even says how she's... uh, One of the points that... that will allow you to, to lose your conservatorship is to be sober and drug-free. She says she's taken multiple drug tests, all of them proving how she is drug-free, and yet no one um, allows her to use those yes. as evidence going forward. And and she asks... Well, one of the, the points in, in, in her testimony is how she asks the judge whether she can do it without going for these... Uh, tests anymore because she's gone for them and she's continually being re- denied yeah, yeah so and then, it, what she wants to do is she wants to end the conservatorship yeah without needing to prove that she's like as edward because, has said drug free alcohol free and so on and so forth because she's done it enough yes it's been done so many times and they just refuse to to see the evidence at hand look it's it's <laughs> i'm a fan of britney spears I have listened to her music ever since I was a small kid. 
I mean, Hit Me Baby, everybody loved Hit Me Baby. And then I have just been a fan through all of her albums. I've even seen her live, probably one of the, the best shows that I've ever been to. And, you know, people can say what they want about her not singing live and that I know I was there. I watched her sing live, at least for one or two of the songs. She was an incredible performer at the time. I mean, this was years ago, of course. And, you know, if you look at her career and you look at what she's done and you look at where she is, I mean, she is quite a bit older than me. If I think about me having missed 15 years of my life at my current age, that's just, it's deplorable. It's, I mean, how can you do that to someone, you know? And um, I'm so glad that the judge allowed this phone call mm. or the Skype in or whatever it was because of the pandemic to be broadcast. Because it's the first time I would say in 15 years that Britney Spears has been able to actually say how she feels and what's on her mind. And bear in mind, I mean, if you go back 13 years, I mean, she's oh, she's 39, mm. right? So that would make her, what, 26? 26? Yeah. I mean, come on, Edward. From 26 to 39, you have no free will. It's bad. I mean, that's just, that's your life. That's your prime. Why it's sad. Why was she put into one in the first place? So it, it, remember, it, 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 all, yeah, it all started way back when she was with Federline, remember? Um, and then there was, and then remember she shaved her head. She had that like breakdown. Oh, okay, now, yeah, now the thing now. is, the thing is, we don't know why that happened. It could very well have been orchestrated behind the scenes where they made her feel that way. That's what they made her um, sound like. Yes. Yeah. She like a lot of the things she says about how, like at the moment she's sent to some facility, which is so public that everybody can see her. The paparazzi know she's there and she's forced to particularly go there. Mm. And what's so gross about that is, you know, that it's it that her her saying it's purposefully done is not a conspiracy theory because if if I was a celebrity and I was being treated damn right would I want to do it in the privacy of either my own home or somewhere away from where people can't see exactly but she has no choice you know and so mm-hmm. the the fact that she has to do it there means that the people can get shots therefore it goes into the tabloids therefore she's always in people's minds yep. and you know and then they, and then also um tabloids pay for the, the you know it's a, a disgusting industry which unfortunately is being perpetuated by her management and her father yeah and she outright she just lays it all out and i'm like you know what it's about damn time and as far as i'm concerned any judge that goes against this is doing is is part of the abuse yeah it's really that simple anyway uh we will link to it after this whole intense free britney <laughs> <laughs> just give um, our two cents on it <laughs> Um, something that is a little less intense and I'm just switching things around now is Tenet the sci-fi futuristic film from Christopher Nolan Timey Wimey oh Ed I had such high hopes for this film you know coming off the back of Inception and Interstellar of which the latter is just one of the most phenomenal movies I was genuinely excited to watch Tenet and I was severely disappointed. Now, that's not to say that uh, Robert Pattinson, for example, wasn't great in the film because he he was, he really was. But I actually didn't enjoy the protagonist. Mm. I felt he was very, in my personal opinion, ill-suited to the role. Like um, his personality and the way he spoke and that it just, it didn't seem to fit. You know, much like, James Bond has a way, you know, he's very suave Suave, because of he's in that industry or whatever, whatever. This guy just felt so at odds with, with even Pattinson's character, actually, Mm -hmm. 
you know, who was also in the very similar industry. Anyway, it just, it just felt, to me, there was a bit of a disconnect there. Um, I think I do think he did as a decent enough job. I mean, given the parts of the script you could hear. <laughs> yeah. Because another big issue with the film is you cannot hear what people are saying 90% Stupid. of the time. Now, I did a little bit more research into that because I was like, is it just us? You know, what happens to put subtitles on? And you won't believe it. For some of the subtitles, it just says inaudible. And you're just like, but they're but literally that talking means about... it's deliberate. It's deliberate. Mm. So the sound design in Tenet is deliberate. And I personally feel that takes a lot away from the film. Mm-hmm. Because the film is unnecessarily complicated. Mm. Um, it deals with time. But not in the way that you would think of time. So, you know, we know of time travel in the traditional sense of you either go back in time, you go forward in time, right? And then it happens or it doesn't happen. Yeah. And it's done. Tenet deals with time in reverse at the same time as time is going forward. Okay. I know that sounds really strange. It sounds very strange. But that is how the film works. Meaning that as something is happening going forward, it's actually already happened in reverse, but now you watch it happening in reverse. What? Yes. Uh, I, I know, I know. <laughs> like, yes. Okay. No, yeah, I know this yeah. sounds absolutely like bonkers, but this is this is how Tenet works. So the film does a average job of explaining what's going on. So like, there's this one good scene where he walks into the shooting range and it's in the trailer and he like he picks up the gun and he shoots a bullet. But it's, it's, it's explained that what he's touching is inverse, meaning that what he's touching is actually, it's already happened in the past. So when he tries to pick up the gun initially, he's not able to. So he has to think about how he's already dropped the gun for him to be able to pick the gun up. <laughs> that Does that make sense? sense? Does yes. that make sense? Okay. And then when he fires the gun, he can't think about shooting. He's going to think about how he's already fired it. Otherwise, otherwise the gun won't work. So it, it's, a, it's, so, a, it's, a, it's an interesting concept. It's a good concept. That's okay. why the trailer says, oh, you're not firing, you're catching. Yes, yes. And so in the movie, they call it inversion. Mm. So... Items that are inverted are consistently in a state of backwards movement in forward time. Does okay. That, so, so in other words, let's let's say this this mug that I'm holding here um, is inverted. Yes. It's it is currently moving backwards in our forward time, meaning that me putting it down like that is actually me picking it up, but I picked it up already in the past, and now as the future is moving forward, I'm putting it down. So you have to think of putting it down. In a way, yes, it's 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 quite and complicated. It this it's the same it's the same thing. <laughs> it's, okay, look, so you have to think of puking. It's it's, of it's very it's very unnecessarily complicated. All right, yeah. and what further complicates matters is how because you cannot hear yeah. a lot of what they're trying to explain, you end up going through the movie just assuming what's going on. And that, to me, does the film the greatest disservice because the moments where they have that exposition where things are being explained, you're like, whoa, that's amazing. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. (laughs) Something just occurred to me. Yes. Play the inaudible bits. Backward. Backwards. No, there are moments where you can hear the audio is going backwards. But I'm talking about moments. No, no, but I I think it's, it's deliberate design, obviously. And even though there are moments that you can hear backwards... 
the inaudible bits might be the moments that you must think yourself to th- to listen to it backwards. No, but if you can't hear it even at all, more deliberate. But if you can't hear it at all, maybe you would. No, you can't hear it. What I'm saying is, uh, what I'm saying is, you actually can't hear it. Like the 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 booming, or like the they'll be walking through a hall, and you'll just there'll be like massive machinery noises, and you can barely hear the people talking, but you can hear they're speaking in like forward, like normal, like like the way we're speaking. Okay. It's not like no, no, okay, I know, it's like, but maybe there's some actually. Shit while there. we're speaking about that, I'm just gonna admit this on the podcast as well. My gamer tag is my name backwards because I had a big thing of saying people's names backward in high school. I know I was a weirdo. Um, like my my friend Enyor Enyor Your Wallow, and I because his name was Wayne Holloway, and I was um, Snart Pow for Hans Haupt. <laughs> Pow. It was actually it's Tpua. It should have been Snidey Five then. It should be Snart Pow. Yeah, I know, but now it would just do Snatty Five. Snatty Five, you know. Okay, that's <laughs> okay. Edward. Dwight. Anyway. Um so the the film itself is also incredibly boring as a result because it's long. It is like two and a half hours and it takes an hour and a half to get to the timey-wimey stuff mm. and that would be fine if you could hear all the explanation within the first hour and a half of the film but given that by the time things start going backwards while going forwards you're about like what the if is going on because <laughs> mm. see i really want to watch this film but yeah. I, I i actually want you to watch it because look I think the concept is very good. Mm. I like what they've. I, I like what they were trying to do. I just feel it wasn't as well done as it could have been, mm. and I do feel that the casting and some of the motives of the protagonist were a little cliched. Mm. So you know, there's this point where the protagonist doesn't want to hurt anybody, and mm. you find you're a bit like, okay, cool. You know, that's very novel. Good for you. You know, whatever, whatever. But then. At the same time, he goes on about how you've got to do things for the greater good. And letting this Russian oligarch get all of these things in place will literally cause the end of the world. All right? Okay. So then you're just like, okay, well, one life for everybody is fine. Sorry to say. Okay. Maybe maybe some people would disagree with that. But I'm like, it's one person. And then, then this is a whole like love story arc where he... he tries his best not to have this person die and you're just like why just let her die and save save the thing like For the greater good oh anyway you know what i mean maybe i'm yeah. just too pra- pragmatic about it like maybe maybe if it was like a, a whole jetliner of people you know you wouldn't maybe try and not get them killed or whatever but this was literally one person and then the whole then the film then changes gears to he obviously cares for her, so he doesn't want anything to happen to her. And it's just so cliched for this very high-minded science fiction film that mm. it just it felt out of place. That's what I'm getting at. Mm. It just felt so like, why would this person do that? You know? Anyway, with that said, there are some really wonderful moments, just like they were in Inception and Interstellar, where things eventually happen. Because the movie basically plays forward before playing in reverse. I know it's really weird to say that, but it kind of does. Okay. And when those moments line up, you're like, whoa that's amazing Suddenly you know like oh that's cool but not enough mm. i felt that that first hour and a half was just so much useless exposition mm. for what was actually a 
not even a de- like a, a, an okay action film for the rest of the way. Okay. Yeah, that's that's Tenet. Um, now, um, speaking about the end of the world, end of, and yeah. you know, okay, in this circumstance, in Tenet, it wasn't actually to do with. Dying. It was to do with well, yeah, <laughs> not to do with the, like post-apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Edward, you found something to do with the oceans of the world. The oceans, yes, I did. Um, so, how many oceans are there? Ants? Eleven. I don't know. I know there's. I think there's <laughs> and twelve and thirteen. <laughs> uh, uh, four, isn't there? It, it used to be four. Yeah. Yes. So for the longest time, especially in school, when you when you t- took, um, I don't even know what the English term is for it, but geography. Yeah, I guess. Um, what else would you we do? We used to call it NSV. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Wow. Um, in Afrikaans. And we, we were taught that there were four oceans. It was the Atlantic, Pacific, Indian, and the uh, Arctic. Yeah. So, no. It turns out... Now... Not, so, not now. There's a fifth? There is now a fifth. What's the fifth? The Southern Ocean. What? <laughs> yeah. So, apparently, it turns out that there is so much ocean down there... In the around the Antarctica regions, that it's worth splitting it up. Okay, and but where's the Arctic then? The top. The Arctic, is, as far as I know, the North Pole is I mean, Arctic. Okay, 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 yeah. So yeah, the Arctic yeah. Ocean is the North Pole, and now they're just making a southern. southern. Yes. Oh gosh. But to be fair, um, it's been called different things across the years. But for about two decades now, yeah, it's been referred to as the Southern Ocean by the National Oceanic and Atmospheric okay. Administration for uh, two decades now. Uh, but that's only American. So because the inter- internationally, no one could make sense of it. No one, uh, everyone kept arguing about it. Yeah. Um. Finally, it's in, it's made international now that National Geographic, the company and Which the organization, American. they <laughs> make it. The, the maps they make are factual international. Oh. So now that they recognize that on the their South maps sea. as the Southern Ocean. Oh, Southern Ocean. Yes. Okay. Now it's official. It's it's uh, on, the, on 8th June, they announced it as being official. We finally have a fifth ocean. Okay. Um, and... Obviously, it's just taking now, a bit of everything. Look, I'm curious now. So, yeah, is this because of global warming? As far as I know, no. But could it? It maybe? could, but I, I think maybe factors would come into it because it's okay. the 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 idea of of creating the ocean or or well at least what splitting, splitting it, up, it up. Yeah, is all about how dense or or how much ocean there is yes. in that region. So, because the the Antarctica is just one big as island. There's mm. a lot of ocean around it. Yeah. Uh, yes. So actually, I like this because mm. otherwise, without designating that area as an ocean, yeah. then technically things like the Pacific and Indian and all of that would would, would all com- go into collide. it. Yeah. So I suppose I mean I mean given how we have the Arctic Ocean, yeah. Right. Why and that's actually the, yeah. Yeah. So this actually makes sense to me. Uh, to me, it does. Yeah. This and makes I, sense. I was surprised when I went and read this and found this out, but I thought you, you know what this, this makes me think of. What this makes me think of the whole Pluto is a planet, but Pluto is not a planet. Yes. Okay. It literally that does. bitch is a planet. Okay. As far as anybody else is concerned. No, that bitch is a match relay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to tap into it. Um, it's just phenomenal news, I think, um, that we now need to replace every single. 
little handbook out there and mm. guidebook out there with a fit. Well, I thought that maybe you were going to talk to me about uh, they were fishing something out of the Arctic ice or something. No, you know, unfortunately Because, like, not. we need another virus. Yeah, right. Which leads me to Netflix's Sweet Tooth. Oh, okay, okay. So, so. Yes, yes. Sweet Tooth on Netflix, as far as I understand, it's based on a graphic novel of the same name. Mm. I went into the show knowing nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And I was... I enjoyed it somewhat. Okay. It sounds crap. To be fair. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's the bit. Look, okay. Okay. Let me offer a bit of an explainer before we get into it. It is very much a children's series. What I mean by that is it has very high production values. All right. And, you know, the acting is generally very good. But it's PG-13. But it's PG-13 and there are a lot of uh, moments where you watch and you're like, that was thrown in to entertain children, not to further the story or to be good for adults to watch. Very much a Cartoon Network <laughs> kind of thing. A Nickelodeon kind of thing. You know, for a great example is there's this one scene where um, the main characters... I'll tell you the names, but I won't tell you the context, I suppose. But it's mm-hmm. Sweet Tooth is the main character. Okay. Um, whose name is Gus as well. And then there's Bear and Big Man. It sounds like a Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah, I know you're already hearing the, yeah. the names. So there's this piece where they're running to try and get on a train. Um, both Bear and Gus are on the train. And now it's just Big Man's turn. And he's running, 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 running. And you see him jump. And then both Bear and Gus scream like, no. Okay. And then they're still like half screaming. And then they're like, it's, they just stop screaming. And then it's all quiet. And then obviously the camera is down. And then all of a sudden his hand comes up. And you're like, um, okay, how, how is that possible on a moving train? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't, I'm not going to get like, into... Like, they take leaps? Yes. There, there, there's a lot of... Um, Logical There's leaps. a lot of things like that, which it's very obvious. It's mm. geared towards being entertaining for children. And you know, let me not be... Like, I'm an adult now. So obviously something like that is not going to appeal to me. But what I will say is if you have children, it's a good show to watch because PG-13, sure enough, but it'll be very enjoyable for them and it's enjoyable enough for you as an adult to follow along this post-apocalyptic story of... Okay, so let me actually tell you what... Yeah, yeah, I was about to ask, Um, where is the virus going in? So it's a post-apocalyptic story about the H1... G sorry the H5G9 virus which I know it's very coronavirus pandemic no, it, thing, it sounds like a big uh, <laughs> is it a big virus is that what it's called oh, H1N1 oh. oh yes 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 yeah. it, it does sound like it right anyway yeah. so this virus comes out of the blue comes out of nowhere um, they do eventually reveal the origins and at the same time the virus appears which is deadly and the way that it, it you know you've got it is you feel ill but then you, you know that you've got that particular one you're probably going to die is when your left pinky starts shaking what? so that's like the telltale sign <laughs> that you have the um, h5g9 virus anyway um at the same time this virus appears so do human hybrids meaning that people are giving birth to children who have animal parts you know, whether it's a little girl with a piggy nose and ears or a little boy with buffalo legs and, and, and tail with wow. nose. 
hybrid children but like proper are being halves. proper no, not halves but like just par- parts of them are different okay and you can clearly tell that that's a hybrid okay all right and as is human nature and i suppose this is a very sad part of the film the hybrids so people obviously like you know like how we have people who are covid deniers and people who don't want to get vaccinated and you know, you know the right wing movements and yeah. blah 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 there's a very similar echo of that in sweet tooth whereby people then are like did the hybrids bring the virus or are hybrids uh, because of the virus okay either way hybrids become shunted in society mm-hmm. so people who have them given them away for adoption don't want them and it's sad really in a way because just because they're a hybrid doesn't mean that they're not human on yeah. some level you, do you yeah. know what i mean they don't you know? have rights and i mean they, they can they can still if if taught they can they grow up like children they have yeah. emotions they're, they're, they're children with human with with some animal elements basically they can speak english if they're taught so this is the sad part of the film uh, the, the tv show where you realize that many of them have been dejected and thrown out of society and then they actually grow up like wild animals because that's they yes the the, the p- parents don't want them and then what ends up happening is there's this group called first man no sorry the 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 last men and they basically go out and exterminate all hybrids because they're under the impression that hybrids are the cause of the H5G9 virus that sounds like a right wing um the <laughs> like a uh, um a tongue in cheek take on right wing it is it is very much it, yeah. I, i would say so look so it is the story is engaging it is yeah. it is very good and very high minded you know yeah. like i know i'm telling you it's a kids show but when you listen to what i'm telling you from You're a story it perspective intriguing. It, it no it's good it's very good yeah it's just that when they go through revealing all of these things it's Kid, it's a kids show so mm. yes there's a high-minded narrative and yes it's a very good narrative and you want to know what's going on and how it was developed and so on and so forth it then comes down to the childlike acting and scenarios to get that across you see maybe that's a hi- the hybrid nature of it oh i, I suppose that's a good way of thinking it, it, about it, it's it it's very suppose. experimental narrative though so i wouldn't say exper- look it is good uh-huh. you know it's by no means bad yeah. it's just it's just not exceptional in any way mm. not, not to me anyway more because i'm an adult i want more grit i want uh, not necessarily swearing and not nudity i'm just mm. talking about give me hardcore like story. like a lot of the times watching this i i had the last of us vibes yeah because you know the society has fallen they call it the great crumble you know and in this film the uh, sweet tooth or gus his father brought him up to, like human but he's obviously not you know mm. And the kid does irritate me a little bit because he's so naive about everything that you're just like, ugh. You so know? he's the viewer. No, I don't know. The, okay. the child viewer. <laughs> yes, he's the child Learning viewer. Yes, yeah. yeah, correct, correct, correct. Look, it's a decent show. If so. what I've mentioned now seems somewhat interesting, give it a go. Watch an episode or two. See how see how you fare, and uh, maybe you'll enjoy it as much as finding ocean eggs and customs. I mean, dinosaur eggs and Ocean customs. eggs. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I have like I ocean wish. and like the Jeez, virus and everything. Imagine that. <laughs> uh, yeah, good segue. <laughs> I didn't expect that one. Um, so, dinosaur sites. Mm. They found a fully preserved dinosaur eggs. Oh. <clears throat> egg. I'm like coughing on my, I'm choking on my, <laughs> my ginger tea here because a this is amazing. A fully preserved dinosaur egg. What do you mean fully preserved? Like it, it still has the yolk. 
Well, they haven't broken it open. But it okay, was it probably a, isn't. But it wasn't a damaged egg. But could they get some DNA? Well, we don't know. It's going into the museum oh. just to temper your expectations <laughs> right from the get go. Um, Look, if, if it's fossilized, it's, they can't do anything. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah. So, th- what's what? What made the news about this one is that it <laughs> came from a mundane as search. Just oh, let's check that package out. So hey, it contained an egg. Um, just like that. Wrapped up in bubble wrap. What kind of bitches are smuggling Sending dinosaur eggs? dinosaur like, eggs what, away. What are you doing? Yeah, so so this egg, it originated from Malaysia. Oh, but they, it did. But, yeah. <laughs> but they think it might have come from China before that and just... Again, I'm not shocked. Yes. <laughs> but they also think this is an egg for uh, yes. the Shunosaurus species. Okay. Which literally means a shoe lizard. That's the, okay. the translation. Yeah. And it's basically, I, I had to look this up. It's it's a dinosaur that lived approximately 159 plus minus two, I don't know what that means, million years ago. <laughs> okay. okay. It's a medium-sized dinosaur with a very long neck. It's a very small brain for its size and two spikes on its tail. Okay. So I would say the the the, like the, the images okay. I found was very stegosaurus-y, okay. Okay. but with spikes and tiny like little okay. tiny nub on its head. Okay. Um basically snake like almost. Okay. Um it was accompanied by a certificate of origin which was entirely fake. So someone bought this egg from some shady ass organization which doesn't exist and they, they couldn't track it. They couldn't track the sender at all. Okay. But they tracked the recipient who okay. said, no, it wasn't me. Oh, and, come on. And because he said that, it's going straight into the museum. Oh, it's, fantastic. Yeah. So nobody can lay claim to it or anything. Literally, no. Okay. So, well, I mean, I mean, that's cool. I yeah. Mean, I'm a bit disappointed that I'm not going to be getting some dynam zoo out of this. I, but, um... Like, we, you spoke <laughs> about some Illuminati organizations a few minutes ago. I bet you someone's going to... Oh gosh! Check this egg out. No, I no. Mean, to be fair, it, it's a big egg as well. It's about five inches in diameter, so it's about yeah. this. Um, and they found it with sediment uh, on it oh, um, still, around yeah. one of it, but yeah. they don't know what the sediment. So you mean they is. can't track it back? They can't. Why? They, uh, they only know the trace route it came from. That they, they can't track it to what the or- pity, origin because it would be so wonderful if they could do that. Because maybe there's some um some some, new some archaeological site. Yes. That maybe somebody's just trashing and they're losing a lot of the exactly you know, somewhere the in china or malaysia yeah oh you know this is so typical of nations that just don't care yep and only have expansion on the mind and don't care about the environment like someone got money for this yeah lots of money yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. and they don't know where it went and the recipients i don't know if they're investigating the guy or the people but it's literally just, oh, no, we don't know, dude. So the state just said, well, then it's ours. Well, of course. I, so, mean, I mean, oh, it's not yours? Oh, you don't accept it? Yeah, well, well then it's normally going to you would destroy these image. things. But hey, it's an archaeological find. So. Yes. <laughs> so now it sits in a museum somewhere in, I believe it's... Italy, isn't it? It's Italy, yeah. Um, Bergamo. Wow. It's, I thought you How would find crazy. this interesting. How yeah. crazy. Literal eggs just in, in post. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> And I found that super interesting for you to... I, th- I think that's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's really, really that cool. That means there are eggs out there. And oh, you can find the one I mean, in your backyard. 
Oh, I don't know so much about that. And but s- sending them through the post. I mean, I'm sure there are eggs that could be fertilized at some point in time. Oh, of course. NSFW. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Not so much. Hey, Edward. Hey, Edward. Yes, yes, hey, Edward. yes, yes. Listen. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Apparently. Yes. Okay. According to a sexpert. Much like we didn't know. Okay, no, we knew that they're experts. Yeah, right that's I mean, what they're called. This is nothing new. Let's not let's not joke about this. Doctor Emily Morse, and I find it absolutely hilarious that her surname Amazing is Morse, surname. like Morse yes. code. Yeah, we're, we're getting into vibes. Okay, I was thinking Morsel, but okay. <laughs> oh, oh, well, okay. Well, <laughs> I don't I don't know what she looks like, so I can't tell you. Um, Sorry, Emily. <laughs> Apparently, Edward. Yeah. There are four words. To great sex. Oh, four words to great. Ah. No, no, those are not the four words. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine you going to Mario and being like, four words to great sex, babe. And she's like, what? No, no, no. Okay, so apparently there are four words that will make any wonderfully sexual encounter okay. even better than they it normally would be. I now, think of a few. Oh, th- this is where I want to go. Yeah. I'm curious, Edward. Yeah. Do you know what those four words could be? Not and actually, those... before you answer, yeah. hold on. Yeah. Our dear listeners, I would love for you to the first four words that come to your mind. Okay. To write them either under our video or DM us or tweet. Just, just please let me know what you think those four words are right now before I actually tell you what they are because I'm also going to discuss a few fun favourites with Edward. <laughs> well, let me give you my my, my four words, yes, okay? Yes. It's gaming, entertainment, technology, <laughs> and lifestyle. Um, oh my gosh, that was so good! <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> oh my god, okay. It, you you made, just made my day. You just made my day. Oh my gosh, that's so good. I can't believe I didn't think about that. <laughs> Get all y'all. <laughs> See, I made your day, but did I make your... You've just... you made Grace here. Good, 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 good. They were just whispering. They make me, <laughs> yeah. me frissing down my neck. Gaming, entertainment, technology, and lifestyle. It's getting a bit hot now. Then we should turn off the cameras. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so... So but, what but, are those words? No, but before we get there, though, before yes. we get there, though, what are... <laughs> other than those four absolutely ingenious words... Yeah. Which um, <laughs> is still just so good. I can't get over it. What would what other four words mm. would you... Like, if so, what, what, what would you like somebody to tell you in your ear while you're doing whatever to, like, really make you feel good or whatever? Because there was one you tweeted about, and I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, so so I tweeted, there is coffee downstairs, okay? <laughs> Which, uh, you were like, no, it should be in the bedroom. There is coffee. No, it'd be here. like, oh, here is you your coffee. coffee. Yeah. So. I mean, because, listen, if somebody came in the room and was like, here is your coffee, I'd be like, let's go. No, let's no. Go. Then I would be like, give me the coffee. <laughs> See, there is coffee downstairs. Number one, invites them to a new scenario. Like, possibly utensils <laughs> and counters involved. Okay? No, it's more like, Come in for coffee. Oh, that as well, I guess. <laughs> Want some um, good coffee? <laughs> or another one. I bought you nuggets. I bought you some nuggets. Oh gosh, that that. Oh, hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, Jurassic Park is real. 
Oh, oh, you're but, for, okay, oh but no. Jurassic Park is what two words though, so it doesn't work. Listen, the day that the government comes out and say we're opening Jurassic Park, I'm this gonna, entire I'm, place I'm gonna will I'm gonna plats everywhere yeah. all the time. I'm just gonna be like, I'm be like Edward, I'm sorry, you, um, I gotta go. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be away for the day, and it'll be like all, 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 <laughs> all right, off. all right. Um, there's so many fun, wonderful things we can yeah, have yeah. with this, you know, like um, oh, it's so big. Okay, that's you're right, right, yeah. um. You smell really good. That's a good one. I do. I love your taste. That's that comes after, but okay. <laughs> no, but these are all like during. You know what I mean? Anyway, so during. Anyway. Let me think. Uh, one of the other ones I was thinking of was like, um, I have a Charizard. <laughs> oh, one that tickles my taste buds. Okay, is a taste buds one word? Two words? As far as I know, it's one word. Okay. I I, I think it's one word. <laughs> Okay, okay. So, okay, so uh, these four words, um, according to Dr. Emily Morse, and the reason why I thought Morse was so curious because you know Morse code and like there's four things like boop, 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 boop. Anyway, okay. anyway, <laughs> um, she is a doctor of human sexuality, mm-hmm. and we have spoken about this before, and it's all about communication in the bedroom, it's all yeah. about understanding your partner, talking to your partner. And finding out, is this really what they're like? So those four words are... Do you like this? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. I that's it. That. That's it, really. So you're going, you're doing whatever you're doing. You're like, do you like this? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> <"Yah."> oh, nah. <laughs> Is it yeah or nah? <laughs> oh, this is about yeah. You know yeah near. You know that's a South, a South African thing, right? Yeah, yeah near. Yeah. Do you know that the Australians go yeah near? Uh, what no? They go sorry. They go they go yeah nah. Yeah, yeah nah, mate. Yeah nah, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah nah, yeah nah. So yeah, they, nah. they do it as well because like English people don't aren't like yes no. Yeah. We're just like yeah no. <laughs> no no South African English is yeah no. Okay. Anyway, back to do you like this? <laughs> um, that's really it. It's just about checking in with your partner, making sure that they are actively engaged, that they are happy, that what you're doing is right, because communication is key, and also there is nothing wrong with improving your technique. And the only way to improve is by asking, is this good? Do you like this? How can I be better? But Teach teach me, young Padawan. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. I'm getting like Anakin vibes. I know. Out of Anakin. <laughs> uh, well, the, the headline that you're going li- to link to is it can lead to more pleasure. Now, obviously, yeah, when yeah. you ask, like, is oh, that's the like whole this? point? Yeah, it can lead, but also it can lead to many, well, a lot of displeasure as well. Well, like, it's more along the lines of if you don't ask, how could you ever know? That you as see? well. Yeah. So, like, what 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 the whole point well, is? The is results like, speak if, for if you don't ask and you think you did a bang up job, and then she's telling her friends it was the worst sex of her life, it's because you weren't like Story you know. Life. Because look, look, I understand what you're saying. Nobody wants to be dejected. Yes. Nobody wants her to be like, well, actually. But, but that's how you learn. But that's it. Thank and it you. is a learning experience. As, as long as she, as long fun. as she's not like, oh, it's too small. You know oh, what I mean? Wow. No, but, you know, but anybody who does that, anybody small. who does that, you cut them out of your life and you say goodbye. Yeah. Because they're not worth having like, around. That's okay? bad. But you get what I'm saying, though. Unless you like the kind of thing. What, to be diminished? Yeah. To be, no, nobody like wants BDSM to be abused. And shit. Uh, okay, People well, like. Okay, if you, if you want that, go to a, go and be a, a subordinate. What is it? Uh, 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 a submissive. A sub. A sub. Yeah, yeah, go yeah. be a Anyway, anyway. anyway. 
Now, this leads on to the next topic. Yes. Which is um, how sexism, how there is a slight correlation between oh. sexism and people who consume pornography. Okay. There is a lot here that I don't really want to read. I saw <laughs> you posted a lot. I'm going to just give you the gist of it because I, I, it's not necessarily needed that I have to read about all of this. But do you, know, you, you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Yes. Because after adding the Seagittal and then actually going and reading a little bit more about it, it turns out that what they have mentioned here is very anecdotal. It's There's no confirmed bias. So hmm. what, what they say is um, people who are more inclined to consume pornography are somewhat less sexist in other words their ideals and views on in particular on women mm. are not as sexist as somebody who who does consume See, so but that makes sense well i mean because to me it means your mind is open to to like exploring and stuff you know yes yeah. well you see it's it's very nuanced mm. because you know you do get people who want to see that yeah. and then watch pornography because they want to feel that they're in control. Do, oh, do, do, do oh, you see what I mean? Naturally, so, yeah. so if you really read into this, because I mean, I was reading the study and I was like, what about this? What about that? And I'm really glad that eventually they actually were like, well, actually, you yeah. know, and then they started addressing the, the, the issues that I was really thinking about. And, you know, one of those was how there is actually, there's no real correlation. There's mm. only a very slight uptick mm. in the fact that the people that they interviewed mm. who are active watchers of pornography have a somewhat ever so slightly less sexist view on women in general. In, in the sense of like, you know, when they ask certain questions, like, do you believe a woman should be in the kitchen? Yeah. They found, and again, it's not conclusive and it's not anecdotal. Um, it, they, they just found little things like <laughs> how somebody who did watch a lot would often say, no, not really. Yeah. But then somebody who didn't watch would be like, yes, I do. More conservative. But you see now, but now you see now then that then begs the question of, you know, people with religious beliefs might not want to be, might not consume pornography, for example. Yeah. So then was that addressed or not? And they actually do say that that's one of the caveats of the research because they, they don't take that into consideration. With that said, people with religious beliefs might also <clears throat> be more sexist anyway. But, and not consume But But yes, but, but that, that, that's what, I, what so, I'm getting at. So, you know, it's also lifestyle and the way you brought up, you know, versus... Oh, oh I get Do, do, I get do you see you. what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They, they literally say the study doesn't take into consideration. I was like, well, then it's flawed. You can't be giving us a... Until we get a conclusive. Yeah, you, know, you can't be giving us a link between these two things if you're cutting out so much. Well, what this is, it, it, it opens the door. Look, okay, just further expanding on it. Yeah. There's another few caveats as well. So yeah. again, it's, it's, it's solely US-based. So the, the audience that was tested or whatever was only US, yeah. so therefore... It cannot be applied <clears throat> to any other audience other than an American audience. Yeah. Right? So that, again, decreases the validity of the study. Yeah. Now, you know, with, with all of that said, it's, it is somewhat interesting, however, that even though the study is flawed in so many ways, that despite all of this, that, that there was even just a slight uptick in the fact that people who do consume are somewhat less sexist. Mm. Even if it's just a small, you know, See, little that bit. Gives me you know? Hope, honestly. Because I mean, you know what it could be? It could just be that people, as you yourself said, people who do watch are maybe just more open-minded in general. Yeah, and as a result of that, they're more open-minded to equality. You know, and, and that was one of the big things where, where they actually speak about um, 
how people who do watch are more egalitarian when it comes to gender. And that's just a nice way of saying they're more happy for there to be equal responsibilities and yeah. things in the, the home and so on and so forth. So it's, it wasn't as great as I thought it was going uh, to be. Ultimately. But I threw it in anyway because I had already read about it and I mm. thought, let's just have a, a brief discussion I, on, I think that's interesting though because, as I said, <clears throat> I think it opens the door to more um, studies. But like this tells us that we need to study these kinds of topics. We need to study religion and the links to to sexism and pornography and all of that. I think it's look, a good thing. Because I, I, it needs I to think, start look, somewhere. I think that if they had to do proper, proper research, yeah. I imagine you'd find that it's it's negligent across the board because you will get both spectrums. Yeah. You'll get very sexist people watching and you'll get completely non-sexist people watching. Yeah. Because it all depends on what you want. See, that was the other issue. It was, th- they just asked people who had watched an X-rated movie recently. Yeah. But what was the movie? Like, what was the context of the film? Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, Could like, have been Wolverine like, or no, no, Logan no, no, or something. No, 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 no. It was, it was proper, like, pornography. But I mean, like, if you're watching... Because, um, like, you know you get categories on the sites, right? So, like, if you're watching, like, I hardcore... I mean, that is... I don't know if you've seen, but like they're really hard on those women. And I, okay, that's a really bad. <laughs> you know what I mean is like they choke them and stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? That to me would 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 be more appealing to somebody who has a higher level of sexism because they it's that control. See, but but you see, in say, uh, with you saying mm-hmm. that now, I would say that that might not necessarily mean like sexism in terms of making me a sandwich in the kitchen or bringing me a beer. personally i wouldn't link those two but but there's nothing but 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 it could it could you know because remember it's a very slippery slope from from believing certain stereotypes like that because saying that they should be in the kitchen making a sandwich is is as prevail or or is is as apt as saying no i don't believe women are good enough for politics of course it's the same thing yeah you know and then therefore that could then go to somewhere else where you know, maybe the, the, and of course we're speaking from a very masculine perspective yes. now, whereby that person might be like, well, you know, masculinity is power mm-hmm. and therefore we have control. You know, it's, again, we're just, we're just talking it's about It's all conjecture. It. Yes. Um, if anything, I would say that sexism and consuming pornography has a link to conservatism. Um, I think the more conservative would, you and your family okay, but, is. But that's kind of. See, but, but all the others, I think that would be the biggest you see, you see now this all, this all comes down to what I said about how flawed exactly. the research was because there's so many variables here. Mm. Like in order to really test this, you'd have to get people from all sorts of spectrums, all, yeah. and then you'd have to standardize what is being watched. Yes. So like you'd have to tell people, okay, you need to watch three videos. Go look on the what, first page. One one where it's like let's just assume from a sexist perspective, right? So one where it's a man being submissive to a woman, mm-hmm. one where it's equal, and then one where the woman is submissive to the man get them to watch those and then to ask answer certain questions from each while also finding out about their political beliefs and their backgrounds and so on and so forth. And then, and then make it and then expand it also yeah. to, to more than just the USA. Yeah. And obviously also have you watched it in the past and how many times do you watch it currently? Yes. Um, because yes. that's also a factor. How it like affects yeah. your views and yeah. 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 Yeah, this is just kind of saying, like, this needs to be... Yeah, I know. I was disappointed when I eventually looked into it a bit more, but I figured, oh, we'll just throw it in anyway. And and then you, our audience, can uh, listen to it. Yeah, add to the discussion. Yeah, add to the discussion. Mm -hmm.
that's the end of NSFW. Yeah, that's good. Well, there we go. End of Get All 62, Season 2, Episode 20. It actually ended up being a very long episode. Much more discussed. When when we were so worried we weren't going to have enough content, which uh, doesn't often happen, but we really were like this morning, we were like, oh damn, we don't have much. But it's because we spoke. Yeah. We were actually... We were... Like, initially this morning when I woke up, it was only my two... Or rather, it was <laughs> it was the, the steak thing and the the dinosaur thing yes. that I added. Yeah. And I had, and we had your two NSFW topics. Yes, yes. And I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe we can make this work. And I added the ocean thing. Yeah. And then you started doing the notes. Yeah. And it just <laughs> built up. <laughs> And it just blew up, and yeah. No, it was it was it was very good. Um, yeah. I particularly loved our question, our weekly question. Oh yeah, it's a good one. And so I'm very curious to those who have listened through to the end of the episode to please let us know, and and all of the other questions we had as well. Yeah, throughout the right episode. Through. Yeah. Um, let us know what you thought, and because um, we love hearing from you. Yeah. Well, yeah. we we are trying to make it as discussion based as possible, and I mean that's always we been love the goal, when, when you, you know? guys jump in. And, yeah. Yeah. But okay, then that is the end of the episode. Thank you for joining me, Ed. And for those of you who joined us for listening, we look forward to seeing you all again next week. Ciao for now. Bye.